Hello there, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Yes Law, the lyrical dive into Anson Pack's discography. And today, we're actually going to be taking a break from looking at music by Anderson Pack because there's another album that came out in February that I've been wanting to talk about for a little bit, and that is Happy to Be Here by Aunt Clemens. So before we jump into this album, and this isn't going to be like the same format that we do for, that we've been doing for Venice and Malibu because I haven't been, like this is generally an Anderson Pack podcast, so I'm not going to go be going line by line for each song. Rather, I just looked up the lyrics of the song while doing a deep listen and just basically wrote down thoughts I had on the song of like what it was about and shit. But yeah, this isn't going to be like the deep analysis thing. And so before we talk about the album, we are actually going to do a little bit of research of the man himself, Aunt Clemens. So Aunt Clemens started making music in 2009 to help him get through his parents' divorce. So he was, it was basically his only outlet. And he is good friends with Jeremiah. In 2017, he actually moved to LA to expand musical network. And then a year later in 2018, he first gained attention with a Kanye West collaboration, All Mine, appearing on the chorus. And he was actually supposed to be on Yandi like a lot, like a bunch of the leaks have vocals by him, even if it's for just a little bit, he still had still had a lot of features on them. But the album was ultimately scrapped, but he did feature twice on Jesus King, sing the bridge for everything we need and actually dropping a verse on Water. And then a couple months passed and it was like six months actually, about not five months. But, yeah. And then after those five months, we finally got his debut album, Happy to Be Here. And Happy to Be Here is eight tracks long, so he kind of did take something away from Kanye with the short album. Because, like, he, during the Wyoming session, there was uh, five albums he EP'd that were all seven tracks, except for Tiana Taylor, who dropped an eight-track album. And then Jesus is King was 11 songs, and every song was like two minutes, and the album totaled to like three runaways long. So, yeah. So, now that we got like, we know the who, we're gonna look at the what, which is all eight of these songs. So, the first song that appears on the album was actually released almost a year before the album dropped on May 12th of 2019. The track was called Mama I Made It. And this basically sees him celebrating his new exposure to the mainstream and telling him his mother he made it after accomplishing something so big. He appeared on Kanye's album, and this was probably recorded not long after it. The phone call was, like, recorded. Well, there's a phone call that's sampled with her when he found out that he was on the album, when he first listened to the album with the whole Wyoming live stream thing. And, like, he was just, like, so happy and everything that, like, he actually made it onto an album like this. And he's basically telling his mother that he did make it. And this, like, this song probably would have had a better impact had Yanni dropped. And I kind of wish that Yanni did drop so he would have more exposure. But this was before Jesus is King, so he had even more exposure, um before, um, after that drop, so this, honestly, 
I think will actually eventually age well because I definitely do see Ant eventually breaking through even bigger to bigger opportunities with and more collaborations and cosigns from people. So next we got Four Letter Word, a collaboration with Timbaland, which was released on October 1st of 2019, which sees Ant describing what love means to him. He doesn't really take it for granted as it is something sacred and his definition of love is basically being able to overlook someone's flaws and see them for who they truly are on the inside even if they do not like the outside so like say someone's like a really flawed human being and what he's basically saying is like despite all your flaws you are loved and on the genius page he actually did leave a question for a couple people to answer and the question was what does love truly mean to you and then he did get two answers from this um pierre francesco costa said i think that you truly love someone when and his or her qualities such as his or her kind and lovely behavior towards you make you admire someone significant make you admire your significant other so much that he or she appears more beautiful to your eye than you can't get enough of spending time with him or her. And then producer A also responded with, love is what inspires us to do what uh, just about everything. It's a feeling you get when someone just leaves you in awe, whether it's a significant other, a family member, or a friend. Love will drive you to do a lot for that person. For someone, love is something that you discover when you realize how shallow that lust is. And then there's a thing that says, leave space for next user, please. But, like, nobody has done that after that. So, yeah, that's definitely a definitely good explanation for how love feels. And actually, the responses actually kind of lead well right into the next track, which is... Uh, excited. After this, we get the single Excited, which features Ty Dolla Sign and was released on December 4th, 2019. This is actually the fir- third time that uh, Ant collaborated with Ty Dolla Sign. They both featured w- on Kanye West Yay with All Mine and again on Jesus King with Everything We Need. And this sees the two praising their significant others, astonished that they are able to keep the same their attention and excitement for as long as they've been. That is basically what the song is about. It's not really that deep in any way, but it does have those themes of, like, they're basically left in awe, like, oh, you've been able to, like, keep me going for this long, and they're basically surprised on how this was able to... Uh, these people are able to just have the same effect on them that they've been having for the past however long they've been together for. So after this, we get the first song that actually wasn't a lead single from the album, which is called Aladdin, a collaboration with Pharrell Williams. This is a braggadocious track detailing his overnight success, including a new lavish lifestyle, money, and any girl he really wants. Pharrell's feature could possibly serve as a mentor for Ant as he's been well-known for decades and is used to this lifestyle. And the uh, Pharrell William guest verse on this album, it reminded a lot of people of Travis Scott, and honestly, I 
do kind of see that, even though, honestly, the whole song does seem like something that Travis would get on. Um, but the Pharrell feature could also be a flex in itself, because Pharrell is such a big uh, producer and musician in general that uh, getting him to feature on your debut album is uh, pr- a pretty big deal. And Ty Allsign and Timbaland also could have that same effect because they are people that have connections to the industry. And technically, Ant does too, having worked with Kanye so much. But, like, for your debut album, it's a real flex, like, seeing names as big as those, even if you have been on Kanye tracks that said featuring Ant Clemens. But it's still, like... It's still a big deal working with artists that that are that big because a lot of people don't get to do that, especially for their debut album. And even like when they're going on making music, they don't get the opportunity. So after this, we move on to the fourth and final single of the album, which is Beep. Beep was released earlier this year on January 15th of 2020. A song in which Ant actually attempts to seduce a girl by using Jeep metaphors to describe his feelings towards her. And this actually does kind of remind me of... This seems like something Anderson would do. And he has actually done it before in some of the songs. Obviously not talking about, like, Jeeps or shit. But, like, have used uh, different metaphors as random as Jeeps to... uh, uh, like, try and get with girls, or professors love two girls, but Ann Clemens is doing the same, and we'll actually get on, uh, him and Anderson Pack later, but for now, we're just gonna talk about Ann Clemens and the album that he's made. So after this, we get on to the song Good For You, which is another song where he tries to get the attention of the girl. So this is basically a really similar song to Beep in the, um... Like, because they are both songs where he's trying to, like, get someone's attention or get a girl to get with him. But unlike Beep, he's actually pursuing a more passionate and loving relationship, offering to treat her right and do many things for her. Yes, sex is mentioned in the song, but it's not, like, a prevalent theme like Beep is. The song actually is just him. It's just, like... Hey, uh, you, you, I'm basically the right candidate for you because I can, like, treat you like, right? Like, I can make you food and I can do all that shit for you. I can also have sex with you, but that's also mentioned with all that good shit. So, like, he definitely sees the value of sex in a relationship, even if it's not the most valuable thing that there is. It's still, it's still a good thing, even though it's not, like, the most important thing on, like, some people would it. Next is a penultimate track, Best Friend, which describes how he pursued a romantic relationship with a girl, but since that did not really work out well, he regrets it because a failed relationship also screwed up the friendship, which is honestly a common thing in relationships, which actually really does suck because, like, say you built a really good friendship with a girl, and then, like, you fall for her and she falls for you, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, uh, you don't know if you should date because, like, you've had such a good friendship for so long. And then, like, 
if you fuck it up, then like you basically ruin not you basically ruin your friendship with her too, and that is on that's basically what the song is describing. And honestly, I could see this as kind of a warning, like if you date your friends, be careful because you might fuck it up in the end. And yeah, that is basically the warning that he's trying to bring for the song here. The final track on the album is Pinky Promise, in which Ant is declaring his commitment to, we're going to say a girl for now, because that's literally what the lyrics are, it's a girl. Um, and he basically is promising her that it's this promise is something that he will not break, as, it's, as she is very important to him, and it's so important that he's even willing to do a Pinky Promise, which is basically... A one-up for a promise. Like, I'll be honest, like, I don't really do the whole, like, I, like, if I say I promise, I'll stick to my word, but, like, pinky promising, yeah, I, I get, I see the, I see the value in that, but, like, I don't really do it, like, personally, but it's, like, it's definitely good, like, if someone wants me to do it, I'll do it, but, like, it's not something like, do you pinky promise? Like, I'm not one of those fucking people that doesn't trust people for no fucking reason. But, yeah, that's basically, like, the song is basically he's just has this strong commitment to the girl that he is willing to follow, and he won't fall through on that commitment. So after doing a deep listen of the album, I created a concept of what Ant could have been going for. I'm beyond this. This is probably, like, a big fucking reach, but I do definitely see that there could have been a running concept here like he's worked with Kanye and Kanye has created concepts in like the weirdest yet most fascinating of ways so I wouldn't be surprised if I at least hit some right points here so the album's first track Mama I Made It has him excited that he's made it really he's just getting into that famous lifestyle he's just putting his feet in the water and he's just Excited as ever. And then the next two tracks, Four Letter Word and Excited, basically just show Ant's affectionate side. Like the side of him, like really that's before the fame and just uh, how he naturally has been. And then after that, we move on to Aladdin where we see the fame starting to get to him and he realizes that he can get any girls he wants and he actually plans on taking advantage of this uh, sentiment, this mindset, this ability, uh, and then he shoots his shot with a girl in Beep and Good For You, and this girl is likely a girl that he knew, and a girl that he actually developed a good friendship with, given the lyrical content of Best Friend, but he wanted to become more than friends. He may have been chasing her for a while, but this is his chance to finally get with her. And then we eventually move on to Best Friend, so we find out who he did eventually get with her. And there could have been some time in between Good For You and Best Friend in which it takes place. But now he's realizing that their relationship's basically in jeopardy. Not only that, but their friendship they had before is also pretty much destroyed. And then Pinky promises the Ant making a commitment to this girl... Well, that he says will never be broken, but these lyrics only suggest that it's a girl, and yeah, there's obviously, it's basically 
bunch of literal stuff. Like, basically... Well, actually, it doesn't even really, now that I'm looking at the lyrics, doesn't really even mention much of it that's, like, he's talking to a human. Because what I think it is, it's, like, it's a metaphor for the music industry. He's married to the game. He is never going to leave this. But, unfortunately, this does mean that he will have to accept some of the sacrifice that he will have to make with this. But he's already committed to the game, so he'll have to just make and accept the sacrifices. And, again, this definitely is reaching, and I wouldn't even be surprised if I didn't get a single note right, but honestly, these notes probably are right, because these ties just seem, like, too correct to be true, but, like, a lot of it is just reaching and just me looking for concepts, because I want there to be a concept so bad on, like, everything I listen to, even though not a lot of shit that I listen to has a concept, but hey... It's worth talking about. I decided to talk about this album for a couple reasons. First of which being, I like the album, and it's something I felt like I wanted to talk about, especially to get more people onto this. Granted, not a lot of people listen to this podcast anyway, but like for the people that do, I definitely do encourage checking out this album, but I'll talk about that more later. But another thing that I did want to talk about is basically his similarities to Anderson Pack. Um... So they're both R&B artists that are proteges of big rappers and producers that got attention from features off that Mentors album. Uh, Anderson was on Dr. Dre's Compton six times, and then Ant sang a chorus on um, Kanye West's Ye. Um, he also appeared twice on Jesus King, and then all the Yandi leaks which had him on there. And then shortly after, they do drop albums that have ties with success and then also seem the relationship mixed in. And then their songs also do carry deeper meaning than most artists do. And then music also being the two's only outlet in some instance because, like, the two were, like, connected to music via, like, say, for example, family issues because... Ann Clemens' parents' divorce, and um, Anderson's, he had all the shit going on with his family, and then, yeah, obviously they're not, like, they're not the same person or anything, but, like, there's definitely a lot that I did notice that I did want to bring up, so, yeah, that's basically how Anderson and Ant are similar. Now that we're done talking about the album, it's eight songs and the concept, I actually wanted to get my thoughts on the album because why talk about an album if you're not going to, like, explain why you would want to talk about the album? Yeah, I already talked about, like, Ties with Anderson Pack, but also, like, I did like the album, obviously, because if I didn't like the album, I wouldn't be doing, like, any analysis of it or running any numbers. But, yeah, it's definitely a really good album. I wouldn't say it's, like, the best album I've ever listened to. But it's definitely a really good start for Ant Clemens. And I definitely do see him making it bigger in the future. Um, all songs I thought were really just nice and soulful and really chill. Um, if I had to choose a favorite, I'd probably choose Beep. That's just a really nice vibe. Um... Obviously, I listen to these songs 
first on the morning it dropped. Like obviously, I didn't do. I didn't really. I didn't listen to it at midnight because I had to do shit the next morning. But like the once I woke up, I cued the album and I listened to it all the first time because um, I don't really listen to lead singles really at all before albums come out. So like. Mama, I made it. I waited, like, nine months to hear. And, yeah, it was definitely worth hearing it uh, for the first time. And I do that with all the albums I listen to. I waited, like, more than a year to listen to I Love by Jordan Lucas. But, yeah, this was definitely a really good concept and... Definitely had a lot of fun listening to it again, doing the deep lesson and figuring out what this album is about. So, yeah, that's basically what I thought about the album. Alright, so time for the conclusion. So, Happy to Be Here basically details how the fame got the end's head and how he basically used it to shoot a shot with a girl, only to for it to result in a failed relationship as both lovers and friends. So, eventually... He had to accept the fact that shit like this will happen when he's this big and he shouldn't take his fame for granted and shouldn't see it as like, oh, just because I'm famous means I'm basically much better because he isn't. And I'm not saying that I don't fuck with him because I do heavily fuck with him. But like, just because this this really applies to anyone, just because you're famous doesn't really make you a better person. Alright, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, the Malibu finale is going to be up next where I do the same shit with, um, the same shit I've been doing for the whole, the same shit I did with the Venice finale. Uh, I, you know what, fuck it, I'll link the Reddit post in the description of this podcast. Obviously, um, follow the Insta and Twitter accounts, uh, Rate the Podcast 5 Stars, uh, definitely recommend the whole show to any Anderson Pack fans you know, and this episode can also be a good recommendation for any fans of Aunt Clemens or Kanye, or just recommend the shit for anyone, because I might put you on to someone. I'm honestly hoping to put people on to Aunt Clemens with this episode, which is another reason why I wanted to do this episode. So yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I will catch you guys next time. Take care, guys.